This episode of the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast, I'm looking back, or behind if you will, at a vault track from the Purple Rain era, and that's Wonderful Ass. Officially released on the Purple Rain Deluxe from 2017, Wonderful Ass was estimated to have been tracked in either January of 83 or November of 82 at Prince's Kiowa Trail Home Studio in Chanhassen. Additional work was done on the track by Wendy and Lisa, likely in September of 84, at Sunset Sound Studios, where they added their own vocals, as well as additional instrumentation. At this point, it was likely to be included on the Roadhouse Garden project, which wasn't conceptualized until the late 90s, but that project was abandoned, as we know. And the original 83 version, or early early 83, late 82 version, with um, Jill Jones on vocals, may have been intended for Vanity Six's second album, um, but it's unclear and unconfirmed what Prince had in mind for Wonderful Ass, to be quite honest with you. And uh, why then he asked Wendy and Lisa to do additional work on it in 84, Again, unclear. I don't know if this was going to be something for a future Apollonia 6 project, a Sheila E project, maybe for some other protege that we weren't aware of at the time. Maybe Susanna Melvoin before she, you know, she was part of the family. Uh, who knows? I'm just speculating at this point. Additionally, the, the track was also to be included on the never-released Crystal Ball 2 project in the early 2000s. So a lot of these vault tracks from the early to mid-80s were that didn't find their way onto Crystal Ball 1 in the 90s were likely going to be on Crystal Ball 2 based off of their notoriety and uh, popularity with, um, with you know the Prince fans who were voting on the tracks to go on Crystal Ball 2. According to Prince Vault, there was additional work done on the track in March of 1986. Maybe for a B-side? Again, I have no idea what Prince had in mind for this song, but, you know, uh, a few different attempts in the studio to get basic tracking, additional work with Lenny and Lisa, and then jumping back in the studio in 86 to work on it again. I guess he had hopes for this song, but uh, it it never found its way onto a B-side, onto a protege project. Um, nobody covered it. it. It just sat in the vault until 2017. And the version that we got in 2017 was the 84 version worked on by Wendy and Lisa. So Prince is not being subtle here on Wonderful Ass. Um, you know, the, the title of the song gives away its, its, its theme and its intention it's kind of going to be one of those uh, early body Prince songs like Head and We Can Fuck. And uh, it falls right in line with, with those overtly sexual, uh, uncoded, and 
simple fun sex songs or at least simple fun sex related i mean there isn't a lot of actual sex happening in this song it's just mostly about uh, referring to a person's behind as being wonderful and and kind of being the reason why you know prince and or wendy and lisa since their vocals are all kind of intertwined why they're able to look past maybe some of the faults of the the person they're attracted to because they have a wonderful ass so allegedly the song was written about vanity uh, which makes sense if it was you know written in late 82 early 83 as the original tracking indicates but by 84 of course vanity was no longer part of prince's life uh, she had or she had bowed out of the purple rain project uh, apollonia had taken her place in the movie um, she had he had a couple of different women that he had his eye on post vanity sheila e of course is one Susanna melvoin was another and there may even be additional women um, jill jones was always in the mix in terms of being a potential romantic interest of his and vice versa so i think there's a few different women that could be looked at as as being a potential inspiration but if you look at it based on when it was written it likely would have been vanity that just seems the most likely however you know adding wendy and lisa's additional vocals to it as as two gay women performing and um participating in the recording of this song then it brings a whole different aspect to it you know they they weren't likely thinking about vanity um or you know i mean it'd be really weird for for wendy to be thinking about her twin sisters behind um lisa could have been singing about you know thinking about wendy's butt at the time when she was singing who and you know not maybe when wendy was thinking of the same maybe lisa maybe there was some other maybe maybe prince has a wonderful ass you know i mean prince has always kind of teased his uh, audience about how fine his ass is uh, <laughs> on stage and and certainly in in concerts and music videos showing off his uh his derriere uh is is something that um you know an aspect of his of his body that he's proud of and feels like he has a leg up or a butt up so to speak on the competition when it comes to his body and his butt so you know wonderful ass is just kind of like who knows who cares what the inspiration was there's a lot of great asses out there so why why does it have to be you know just one person in particular that this song is written about i don't know um everybody's got a story right i mean there's been a few different stories uh, floating around about who was the inspiration your guess is as good as mine i wasn't prince um and i wasn't there so we're just throwing around some names of, of individuals who were within his you know periphery and in his circle at that time who uh he could have been romantically interested in and admired the the butt of those person or persons and um composited them into a 
fun little song called Wonderful Ass. perspective the song isn't deep um, it, it is not doesn't have a lot of depth to it there are pretty straightforward lines in the song the chorus is pretty straightforward it's it's all about the attitude and the groove and um, you know using that that bouncy uh, synths and lindrum sound that was very popular and common in Prince's music around this time. So it, it, from a sound standpoint, it certainly fits into that 83-84 era that it was recorded in. Uh, and like I said, with uh, Wendy and Lisa's vocals intertwined in with Prince's, you, you get like this, this uh, male-female dynamic that doesn't not to say that this song is misogynist anyway even if a man was just singing it straight with no with no female uh accompaniments but when you have both prince and wendy and lisa singing it it just opens up the possibilities of interpretation or those who are listening to it can think of themselves as the protagonist potentially uh, you know, hearing Wendy and Lisa's vocals may think, you know, one may be thinking as she's listening to the song that it's a song about women's ability to, to kind of, uh, own their sexuality and flipped, flip the script a little bit on the traditional and stereotypical male gaze towards women and, uh, how, that can be perceived as being misogynist, especially if the you know there's catcalling involved and and treating women like sex objects. Here, Wendy and Lisa, their vocals being so prominent, can give the listener a little bit of, um, like I said, a, a turning the tables uh, on that stereotype and on that trope, in thinking now, hey, women can be aggressors when it comes to expressing sexual desire and uh, sexual interest in somebody from the opposite or same sex, I guess. So there's no reason why a woman can't come up to a man or a woman that she's interested in and say, damn, you've got a wonderful ass. <laughs> and, uh, and that's fine as long as it's, you know, uh, received well by the, you know, the, the person of interest, by the recipient. And, and if it's odd, then that person needs to back down, obviously, just like a, a man would have to. Um, doesn't make it right, um, just because you're a woman, to say you've got a nice ass, and, and if that is unwelcomed advances or unwelcomed behavior, doesn't make it okay just because it's a woman. So I don't get that there's a lot of negative feelings on the person who's receiving this message from Prince Wendy and Lisa. I don't and get the the intention that it's supposed to be 
obtrusive and unwelcomed behavior. I think it's intended to be more like they're kind of in a a relationship already, and and this song is supposed to be more jovial and and playful. The first verse, you do not understand my quirky ways. My crazy logic leaves you in a daze. You think my neurosis is just a phase. Girl, you've got a wonderful ass. Uh, so yeah, here you know, in the first verse, they're just trying to explain the they, meaning the, the, the singers of the song, just trying to explain themselves. Like, <laughs> here's who I am. This is what I'm about. You think that I'm neurotic. You think that I'm crazy and quirky. And maybe that's true. But I'm just going to to really simplify my message. I'm going to narrow my scope and just tell you I think you've got a wonderful ass. And maybe you'll look past <laughs> my quirks and my craziness and my neuroses and uh, accept my, my compliment. <laughs> and like I said, look past, the, look past all the rest. And because... You know, Wendy and Lisa are gay women, although I don't know if that was common knowledge in 1984. At least it wasn't for me. Um, the fact that the, there's a pronoun, girl, you've got a wonderful ass, that's being sung by Prince Wendy and Lisa. You know, it gives... I don't know, it works. I mean, it gives it a little more of an edge. But, you know, playing around with gender roles and gender dynamics was a, a pretty common thing in the 80s it was not unusual for men to be in music videos and performing with full makeup on you know just really glamming it up as much as possible and then on the flip side of that women dressing as masculinely as possible in order to kind of subvert some of those um, traditional gender stereotypes especially in an MTV era where image was everything, um, to, to present an image that was a, a bit out of the norm, garnered attention, some positively, some, t- some negatively, but attention nonetheless. And the chorus is a simple, it's so wonderful, you've got a wonderful ass. So wonderful. It's so wonderful, you've got a wonderful ass. That's the chorus just reiterating basically the last line of the verse think that all my friends are my bedmates true love before sex you just can't relate my sensibilities you aggravate you've got a wonderful ass so now the first verse was more about singers trying to defend themselves a little bit or at least try to disarm the person by calling out their own flaws and then punctuating that with compliment even if it was you know um, 
maybe a little more brazen not like oh you got pretty eyes or i love your personality like you got a great ass hope you like hope you uh, appreciate that <laughs> i am that upfront with you the second verse is the singers on the defensive again but now throwing it back towards the person with the wonderful ass like hey you think that i'm a slut you think that i'm a hoe just because i've got all these friends and i hang around them a lot and your assumption is that i'm sleeping with them in reality i think that that person maybe is just a little bit jealous and they can't understand why the singer is not having sex with all of these these people because they're not in love with them it's hard for them to believe that that the singers uh, prefer to be in love with somebody before having sex and it isn't just about a casual fling or you know um, bed hopping my sensibilities you aggravate so you know again i think it's more of just um this person having this conviction about being in love first before having sex and that's why you know they may have a lot of friends but none of them are are lovers and then suggesting that maybe this person with a wonderful ass is causing the singers to reconsider maybe that uh, idea that sleeping with somebody before they're in love with them is not um is it is not something they want to do this might be the exception my sensibilities you aggravate you've got a wonderful ass it's so wonderful you've got a wonderful ass Okay, so then we come to the bridge, and this bridge part is interesting for a couple reasons. One, um, Jill Jones has partial co-writing credit for this song, largely from what the story goes because of this section. She really influenced this bridge in terms of what it ended up being and coming up with words that kept rhyming over and over, like how the same, all sounded the same and, and worked when just repeating them one by one it's it's a bit i mean it's not exactly like bob dylan's subterranean homesick blues uh those who are familiar with that song you know it's just bob reciting different phrases or words most of them all of them basically uh within a within a stanza or a verse they they rhyme and it's funny because this you know obviously was written and recorded before 1987 but but in excess did a something very similar called mediate and it was the track that was immediately after need you tonight their their biggest hit from that album kick from 87 need you tonight bleeds into mediate and oftentimes uh, on mtv in the music video and on the radio the the djs would just play them together as like one long track even though there were two separate ones on on the record and on that song the lead singer michael hutchins of nxs he just recites words like in 
Subterranean Homesick Blues, and of course then the video for Mediate riffed on that early video from Bob Dylan where they're holding up, or Bob is holding up the, the placards with words on them or phrases on them, and then he tosses them aside as it goes through the song, and Michael Hutchins does the same thing for the video for Mediate. Uh, and, and how this relates to that is, is just the structure of just repeating lines that rhyme. Educate, tolerate, negotiate, communicate, litigate, graduate, appreciate, separate, interrogate, violate, fluctuate, perpetrate, masturbate, stimulate, stimulate. So most of those words don't seem to have a lot to do with the theme of the song, except for those last two, of course, masturbate, stimulate. Those are the only real um, sexual, have any sexual connotation to them. Uh, so it's very clear, like, to me that those two words were added last because, and then repeated because they are the words that seem to fit the theme of the song better. Um, I don't know if Jill came up with all the words or just some of them, but hey, co-writing credit. She must have done a significant amount here and, and, like I said, influenced what this section of the song would end up being. And I do find it funny that three years later, In Excess did something very similar. Because even in, like, Subterranean Homesick Blues, it's not just repeating a word after word after word after word. It's phrases. It's, it's um, you know, several words in a phrase that Bob will say uh, it isn't just one word and mediate by in excess is just one word so there's some bridge and I'm probably missing um, you know a, a key connection between Bob Dylan and in excess and Prince maybe there was something that somebody did before this uh, because this was an unreleased song so I mean, unless members of the band NXS were privy to Prince Bootlegs in 86, 87, when that album would have been written and recorded, how would they even know that this song existed and had this bridge with the lines that rhyme? So please, listeners, if there's something, uh, if there's some other song by another artist that I missed that did something like this that influenced Prince and also influenced NXS... Because, again, the Bob Dylan song isn't identical to this. It doesn't just repeat line or, you know, word after word after word that rhymes like this. So, I'm, I'm curious. Next verse, uh, you say that you love me, it don't do no good. You want me to trust you, I wish that I could. You cannot build a house with plastic wood, you've got a wonderful ass. So we're going back to the, the concept of love here. You say that you love me, it don't do no good. So again, as in the previous verse, Prince and, and Wendy and Lisa indicate that True love before sex is the way to go. 
So maybe this woman now is indicating that she loves him or them. But there's a trust. <laughs> there's a trust issue here. Uh, you want me to trust you? I wish that I could. You want me to trust you that you say you love me so we can have sex? And it's like almost at this point, Prince and Wendy and Lisa are, are being pursued. They're no longer the pursuers. They're the pursued. And maybe they've been the pursued the whole time. And it's really just becoming evident now that this woman with a wonderful ass is interested in them. And they're a little hesitant. And they're like, damn, I really want to. you got a wonderful ass. But here are the reasons why I'm hesitating. Uh, and, and it has nothing to do with me being crazy, quirky, or whatever. It's because I'm not sure I love you. Or I, I don't love you. And I'm not sure that you love me, even though you say you do. And... Um, you know, you, you have some jealousy issues as well. You cannot build a house with plastic wood. <laughs> uh, you know, that's obviously a reference to a, a substandard erection. Is what, well, I shouldn't say obvious. To me, it's a reference to a substandard erection. You know, uh, kind of a an analogy. Like three little pigs, you know, you've got... <laughs> You know, a house made of, of straw or sticks not being as strong as a house made of bricks. And, and here he's just saying, if you want to have sex with me, and this is where, you know, obviously Prince's male perspective is, is a little more important or up front. Uh, if you want to have sex with me, you need to make sure that, uh, that I'm completely and fully engaged uh, and aroused and if it's not real it's not going to be any good can't build a house with plastic wood you've got a wonderful ass he repeats so again it's like all this stuff is happening all of this inner turmoil between their their in their relationship but at the end of the day, you've got a wonderful ass, and, and that may be enough. what it is is that i hate your idea of fun but baby i rate your ass number one i don't usually have time for babes with no class but i can always find time for your ass so it's becoming i think a little bit clearer now that prince or wendy and lisa they're not completely sold on this other person they maybe don't like their per aspects of their personality. They maybe don't think that they're trustworthy. Uh, they hate their idea of fun, whatever that means. And they don't think that they have class. I don't usually have time for babes with no class, which implies that this person is not very classy. But I can always find time for your ass. So 
a nice ass is starting to win out. So if this song was written about, like, if I was Prince's girlfriend at the time that this song was written, and they and he sang the song to me, I, I would be a little bit offended. <laughs> You're basically saying, like, I don't really like you that much. I certainly don't love you. But your body's banging and that ass is on fire. And that's all <laughs> that's all I really need. Which cool if it's a one night stand. Not so cool if I'm your girlfriend or your, you know, significant other. So that's kind of my take on the song thus far in the rest of the song there's some kind of ad-libbing and some interesting little things uh, i'm not going to dissect them all but he says you know what i'm talking about baby I'm talking about that ass too sexy <laughs> Wendy and Lisa, the revolution will be heard. The revolution will be heard. Which again, by 84, the revolution was a real thing. Uh, it wasn't kind of a concept that was not fully formed during the 1999 era. He repeats, you do not understand my quirky ways. Girl, you've got a wonderful, wonderful ass. And there's some more repeating of, you don't understand my quirky ways. And so here, in this last section of the song, there's some lines of Prince is saying in, in, uh, in response, like a, uh, in response to these lines you hear in the background, some asides by Wendy and Lisa. Yes, you're a Gemini. My quirky ways, what? My crazy logic leaves you in a daze. You're in a daze all the time. Got that wonderful ass, he asked. Say you think all my friends are my bedmates. They are. Out there sleeping around all the time. Hey now, baby, true love before sex. True, true love. You can't relate, yeah? But you've got a wonderful ass, babe. sensibilities you aggravate baby this is so boring uh i'm so happy you try to fuck for love feel me you can't you can't relate yeah you got a wonderful ass and i like it i said i like it wonderful you know i like your ass so again i think that that kind of clearly paints the picture to me that this is um, a situation between a man and woman or women and women where 
the interest is purely physical for the most part and the person who's singing is not again entirely sold on this other person with the nice asses personality their way of life their you know um their sensibilities <laughs> what they do for a good time you know who basically who they are in essence who they are is in question but what's not in question is the attractiveness of their ass and that may be enough to get them through the night you try to fuck for love that's what he says so he's this is almost maybe a little bit of a callback to little red corvette maybe this woman with the wonderful ass is much too fast and instead of being enthralled to the point where prince feels used he's letting himself feel used he's going into it with eyes wide open like i don't really like you that much i'm not at least i'm not sure about you as a person in your personality but i know i like your ass <laughs> so that's wonderful ass that is a song from the purple rain deluxe from 2017 i imagine if there's going to be a future release uh, of a super deluxe version of purple rain this will have to find its way on it again we don't have this on vinyl we've got it streaming and we've got a cd but no vinyl version of this song as all of the, the vault tracks that were chosen for the purple rain deluxe release not released on vinyl but nonetheless so uh, this is it's a fun song i remember when i first heard this when i was really diving into prince vault tracks on youtube in the mid 2010s it would have been maybe and you know it's like i was not a big bootleg collector like in the old school way like trade trading tapes or like getting the magazines and ordering stuff uh thinking that you know you're getting a a fanzine when in reality you were just getting a list of different boots you could buy and i certainly wasn't going to record stores that sold boots so youtube really opened up my ears to a lot of these these vault tracks and wonderful ass was was an early one that i discovered uh, must have been like i said maybe 2014 or 15 and um it's around this time like this was one of the first songs that really gave me a hint of how much prince music was still out there that i had not heard and uh i was fascinated that a song that i thought was this good i mean i love this song I, a song that i thought was great like album worthy song completely unreleased never officially never given me like an official cleaned up treatment it sounded good so whoever had this version that was floating around had a, a pretty solid sounding version in my opinion uh, of course i was listening to it like just on my phone speakers so i wasn't i didn't have the most discerning ears at the time <laughs> i still don't uh people talk about 
various um, kinds of, of listening in mono versus stereo and you know different bit rates and I it's just like okay whatever I don't really care that much does it sound good to me is all I really care about and can I clearly hear the music and the lyrics and the vocals and if the answer is yes then it's good enough for me and this song was definitely good enough for me when I heard it and it's good enough for me now so hopefully you enjoyed this episode this has been the Press Rewind Prince Eric's podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. You can find the show PressRewind.net on YouTube and social media, Facebook, X. We'll call it X. Okay. Instagram, <laughs> threads. And um, to have a Discord, so check it out. Links are going to be in the show notes. And until next time, thank you very much and goodbye. You know I like your